Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Delighted to be joined by John Bowker today from LiveHire. John is commercial manager at LiveHire, which is a talent acquisition and engagement platform, proudly from my home country of Australia. So, John, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks very much, Ben. Thanks for having me. And I will say to everyone, not only are we from the same country, but we are, in fact, from the same hometown. So how are the West Coast Eagles going, John? They are going very well this year, uh, hopefully uh, back to back. Oh, I like that. I like the sound of that. Very good. Um, And if you're a neutral listening to this and you decide I should probably start following Australian rules football, West Coast Eagles is your team that you should be following. That's it. You heard it here first, exactly. John, we've got a lot to cover. Let's dive right in. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. All right. So do you want to start by giving us a quick overview of Live Hire, what it does and who are its ideal customers? Yeah, sure, sure. So LiveHire is essentially a, um, a, a talent acquisition and engagement uh, technology in the terminology of, of talent acquisition and recruitment. There's the applicant tracking system or the ATS. And essentially, we're, we're the new modern ATS, but we also have a CRM functionality to our system as well that makes us quite unique in the market. We then create a, a destination for all talent uh, that might be interested in working for a particular brand or client of ours. And then we use award-winning ATS and CRM technology to drive more proactive sourcing and engagement of talent into an organisation, really uh, with the ultimate aim to deliver what we believe is uh, best-in-breed candidate experience and overall benefits to the organisation as a whole. In terms of its ideal customers, um, look, we, we service all industries and all, um, all sectors uh, and all sizes of organisations. We have uh, clients at Live Hire who have as few as 50 FTE um, and up to sort of 10,000 plus into the enterprise segment of large corporates um, and everything in between. So that's the other beauty of the, of the technology is that it's, um, it's, it's absolutely beneficial to all sizes, all types and all sectors. Okay, so very scalable. What was the CRM element that you mentioned? Yeah, the CRM element for, for Live Hire is essentially, well, in my mind, uh, it involves the candidate relationship, um, which most legacy applicant tracking systems can't really manage all that well. So that CRM functionality allows us to, for example, source via multi-channels um, or, or from a digital content perspective. Um, it, it allows us to engage candidates in two-way SMS communication and also allows us to create very rich profiles of talent and, and curate those talents uh, into talent pools. Very good. So when it's going from 50 FTE to 10,000 employees, it can be challenging to position yourself. So how has Live Hire positioned itself in the market? Yeah, look, we, we position ourselves in a way that um, I guess we like to see ourselves as a, uh, a modern cloud-based ATS slash CRM. And we believe, I guess, our, our main in um, competitors are the, I guess, the, the legacy ATS platforms that exist at the moment, where we can build genuine talent communities and we, we frame them talent communities for organizations. And in my mind, having had a sort of a 20 year career history inside recruitment uh, itself and working for large corporates uh, in their talent acquisition functions, 
a genuine live talent community, my belief is, is one where there's candidates have unified profiles and they can manage just one profile on platform, but across multiple brands that they may wish to engage with. Right. And also that, that ability to, to communicate by two-way SMS and it really helps us to, um, to engage talent in a different way, a way that those legacy kind of ATS platforms really can't manage. And at the, at the same time as well, what we aim to do uh, differently is, is really help our clients promote their employment brand uh, and attract talent, uh, talent from, uh, from multiple, um, multiple channel, channels and different sources as opposed to just having that ability to post a job on a job board. Our talent community kind of really does, the concept helps uh, clients brand themselves more, um, more socially and digitally to, to candidates in this sure. age. Do candidates actually use the SMS feature? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking from experience, uh, having worked in organisations where this system has been in place, it's uh, uh, it's amazing to see. Um, oh, really? Not just from the candidate perspective, and but from the recruiter experience as well. Recruiters, really, for the first time, I've seen uh, having used both systems in the live hire sense. The recruiters are a lot happier and and more comfortable just to liaise back and forth with candidates via the platform and the two-way SMS communication and can and candidates vice versa equally come back and uh, are really appreciative of the quick responses of the humanized engagement and uh, when you take away that whole kind of pain point of playing phone tag which you could yeah. literally do for days on end with multiple candidates going back and forth it's just a much more efficient form of communication sure yeah, it can be a frustration for candidates and hiring managers, yeah. etc. Like, yeah. Normally when I'm talking to different companies, tech companies and so on, I ask about the the main pain points that they solve for the customers. But when I was, you know, researching you guys, I saw on just on the homepage you had a really cool infographic that explained the old way versus the new way or the old way versus live hires way. You, I don't know if you recall that one, but if you do, can you talk us through it a bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, it's 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 just about explaining, I guess. It's really the, just the change in mindset as well. Um, from what we've understood, and, and I really didn't understand it until I sort of became more familiar with, with the technology, but what I was doing, I guess, for 15 years was traditional recruitment approaches, and, and that traditional approach really just had a large volume of um, uh, advertising spend, job board um, requirements and, and, and spend on that side of things. Uh, it also had very high uh, time to hire. You know, in Australia terms, it's, it's in excess of 50 days, sometimes 60 days on average uh, time to hire uh, candidates. Um, it also didn't really uh, inspire a strong employment brand it's just uh, kind of a repeat cycle of advertise your job vacancy get applicants coming through you know reject 99% of them and hire one of them and then do a repeat cycle of that every single time you had a vacancy yeah so so it's a very reactive model um, and it's a very impersonalized experience for candidates um, and so the new way that we've kind of thought about this and the founders the reason why the founders really kind of built this technology was to flip everything around try and get talent acquisition functions recruiting a little bit more proactively um, and and also um, try and improve that candidate experience by giving them first of uh, for the first time a unified profile to use but also to try and get organizations to think differently and recruiting out of talent communities and talent pools as opposed to 
constantly reacting to job vacancies and putting a job ad up and waiting two or three weeks to get those applications coming through. Many organisations actually have large databases of candidates and I've worked in organisations where over a number of years you can fill up a database, an applicant tracking system of 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50,000 plus candidate data. But what most organisations don't really realise is that None of that data is really used after a period of time. Um, a lot of the data is old data and no candidates really go back into those systems to proactively update their information to make it accurate live information. Um, so that's what LiveHi is all about, to have live profiles, to have um, profiles inside talent pools, to have recruitment teams recruiting a little bit more proactively and to have them engaging in a more humanised way with candidates. It's probably important in this day and age with AI on the rise and people sort of fearing the loss of the human touch. Exactly, yeah. yeah look, and, and that's what I've kind of um, guided recruitment teams along in the past is that, you know, don't be afraid of AI. It's, it's not going to take over the world and it's certainly not going to take over your job. It will make your job easier, but it will allow you to become more front-facing with candidates. And look, I've worked in recruitment teams since the late 90s and uh, I've worked in large recruitment teams and small ones, but I guess the majority of times recruiters are a little bit hesitant to wanting to really engage candidates because it's time-consuming and they do play a lot of phone tag and um, it can be quite laborious. But um, with this kind of technology that we've got, the way to engage candidates um, is just so much more efficient, effective, and it actually makes recruiters and candidates happier for the first time I've seen. It's very good. Yeah. I might shift the focus then to something completely different. The women in tech issue where there's such a gender imbalance in tech. I saw that you guys have a women in tech component where you're trying to make a difference, try to do something about it. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely. I guess that uh, that whole movement came off the back of, I guess, another benefit from the platform as well that we've seen uh, so far in that women have become, I guess, more receptive to joining the talent community process than to applying for jobs. Uh, we all know kind of the, the adage that um, men will apply for any job, um, no matter how many criteria they meet in the job um, advertisement, women will only apply if they meet, you know, nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, so it really does eliminate a lot of women from applying for job vacancies. But when you've got a talent community and you promote your talent community online to just join the talent community and we'll find you inside that community. You don't have to apply for job vacancies anymore. Um, it's a more in, um, accepting um, and, and kind of warm invite to particularly female candidates. And we've seen a stronger uptake um, in, in female candidates on the platform uh, or inside our our clients' talent communities. And we've seen more of them get hired as well off the back of it. So, what we've also seen from a lot of feedback that we receive from clients is that there is that imbalance in women in technology. And so really it's just a, a an aim for us, given that we feel that um, we have a platform that speaks to um, increasing diversity in organisations, that we should start with technology. And, and, um, and we are a technology company and there's a lot of companies on our platform now that are looking for um, generating that movement. That's great. That should be commended. Yeah. Life high, you guys are registered on the stock exchange, is that right? That's correct, yeah, ASX listed. 
Yep, great. So how has the business grown so quickly? What have been the main marketing channels and have you got any advice for HR tech startups coming through? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, knowing the business and, and uh, the direction that they've had over the years is they've really just tried to grow organically without going out there and spending a whole heap in trying to compete with um, our competitors from a marketing perspective. They've done it by networking and by uh, relationships and referrals and I think if you if we looked at it kind of uh, you know from a higher level, the, that organic growth I think has just grown um, and come about from a strong appetite from HR leaders, particularly in Australia, that are really hungry for change and hungry to move from a traditional approach that's no longer really delivering an ROI for them, and to something that is a, is a lot more modern and is a lot more candidate focused, and so that growth has just you know been quite phenomenal for us over the last uh, few years and we're now growing now into the US market so um, our launch into the US market is imminent and uh, and that's an exciting new growth phase yeah. uh, for us we've got a, a strong kind of um, positive sentiment coming out of there already and yeah we're really really excited about that very good that's a lot um, of competition there there is, yes, uh, but hopefully the fact that we're Australian might uh, might appeal. There's a, there's, I have uh, spent some time in the US and they're quite fond of uh, Australian um, uh, innovation, so uh, yeah. hopefully we do well over there. And um, But yeah, in terms of uh, advice for HR tech startups, it's really, I think, about I listen into our two founders uh, here at LiveHire and, and for them it was about finding a niche in the market and, and, a, and a problem that needs solving um, that is universal. And for them, it was, it started with the candidate experience and the data and the surveys that, that come out through Gartner and Deloitte and all these places around candidates just aren't enjoying the experience anymore. Um, they, they don't enjoy creating multiple profiles, even on the same ATS platform. They don't enjoy not being able to engage with humans at the other end around their, their job vacancy and job application uh, experience. Um, so for them, it was about finding what that, that, that niche issue is um, that was scalable on a universal level and, and really finding a technology to solve that. Yeah. Very good. What about partnerships? I've got a bit of a thing for B2B partnerships. I just think they're so mm. powerful, both with consulting firms and with tech firms. So do you guys look into any of those sort of partnership models? Yeah, look, absolutely. Uh, we've got a number of partnerships already um, in play with um, with large global consulting firms um, and with, with um, smaller niche consulting firms and also many HR technologies. Um, there's a, a couple of um, um, experienced senior individuals in our organisation that head up um, those partnerships uh, for uh, both HR consultants, uh, consultancies and um, HR technologies. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're open. We're um, willing to converse with anyone and everyone um, that is in this space that wants to um, that wants to partner with us. Um, we're just in the final throes of kind of developing out um, our um, kind of open API technology to, to really um, fast track the, the amount of integration work that we can, that can be done uh, through the platform. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a passionate advocate for 
all HR technology that's good HR technology and partnering with uh, with good consultants. Very good. Yeah, I've spoken both just on my blog and for the podcast as well to a number of tech firms and they have grown significantly through partnerships with referrals from consultants, but then significantly more also with the partnerships with tech firms. Yeah, there's some nice synergies there to be had. So that's great. Good to hear. All right. Just to wrap things up then, what sort of challenges or changes do you see in the HR industry in the near future and what advice do you have for HR leaders? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Look, there's there's many, uh, and you could talk about this topic, uh, I guess, all night. But um, employee experience, to me, is is the big the buzzword that's that's going around at the moment, and I'm just seeing so much shift and change in that particular space to the extent that even organizations are starting to create either individuals or small teams that focus on the employee experience in organizations uh, now. Those roles sort of um, look after, I guess, all aspects of um, culture performance, employee satisfaction, but more importantly, employee engagement and what and what is you know, we all know that engaged employees results in you know, better performance and better productivity. And it's really just around that change and that transition that I think is going to just explode over the next few years. Um, and HR leaders, I guess the advice for them is really to um, to take heed of that and to start making those changes and even be a first mover and start to give the reins over to individuals in your HR function and give them the, the lead in employee experience and start to define what employee experience means in your organization. You know, the flow-on knock-on effect from us, and this is why I guess, again, we exist and we're passionate about it, is, is the candidate experience. So yeah. when, when you have a focus on employee experience, you have to then marry up your candidate experience with your employee experience. Otherwise, candidates in your organization there's going to be a disconnect in that. So, so candidate experience, again, organizations need to look into that and um one uh, one interesting organization that i came about uh, more recently in my travels was a, a company out of the us called the talent board and they're a uh, they're an interesting body that undertakes candidate experience surveys really kind of robust in-depth candidate experience surveys and they provide awards to three different areas in the in the globe so they've got the americas emia and asia pack so Anyone in those kind of three distinct uh, regions of the globe ought to reach out to the talent board and participate just to get data, just to get feedback on your own organization's performance. What, what do they do? Like mystery shopping? How do they do that? Surveying? No, no. Um, it's just all online surveys, yeah. um, but they're really robust, in-depth surveys. So some of the surveys, if, if you've been hired into an organization, uh, you know, um, it's a 15, 20 minute kind of exercise for a candidate to go through with, you know, 50, 60 odd questions. Um, if you haven't obviously been hired, it will be less questions, but it's still very robust questions about all aspects of the recruitment process. It's main thing that I like about it is that, that they really do require you to, to go out there and survey and get results of at least 80% of your results are candidates who were declined through the process. So they're not really wanting you to get a majority of candidates that were all accepted into your organization because yeah. they're going to obviously provide you with positive feedback. Yeah. They actually want 80% of the respondents being declined candidates because that's the truth. That's where yeah. the, the kind of balance comes from. I've participated in them myself and I think um, the, the data and the value was, was fantastic in terms of understanding where you needed to tweak your systems, tweak your processes, provide more content, more information, you know, what candidates are really looking for. Uh, and they're, they're essentially, they're, they're the voice 
uh, of your candidate market, those survey results. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'd certainly recommend looking into that. Definitely. I think I might have to try and get them on the show as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- yep. Kevin Grossman, look him up. Kevin Grossman. Well, we've covered a lot of ground and some very interesting topics here. So thank you very much, John. What if people want to learn more or get in touch or talk about partnerships or become a potential client? What should they do next? Yeah, look, just uh, log on to livehigh.com. Um, feel free to look me up as well uh, on LinkedIn, reach out and connect. Uh, but yeah, look up uh, livehigh.com. There's an area on our website where you can um, either request a demo or a conversation with, with one of our employees. And we're, we're more than happy to, uh, to chat. All right, well, I'll stick those links in the show notes, but that's very good. John, you've been very kind with your time and your insights, so thank you very much. No worries. Thanks very much, Ben. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.